everyone, and welcome to episode 96 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. Thank you for listening. If it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news as well as what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-host. My name is Craig, and we are, what's that, four away? Three away now from 100? Yeah, four away from 100. And we finally received our first accolade as a podcast, as you've let me know. Craig, tell me what this accolade is. I don't have the email anymore, and I feel like I forgot what country it was. Do you remember? Yeah, I, th- I thought it was like Finland. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I could be wrong, so don't hold me against me. But we were like, I'm forgetting the number too, because it was last week. Where were we like? We were sixth, sixth in yeah in the Finland for video game podcast. So, hey, you guys must love us out there, or yeah, there's not uh, a lot going on out there. I don't know. Yeah, thanks, Finland. We just want to say thanks. Uh, yeah, that email was weird. I yeah. we didn't know we didn't expect it, but it's uh, it's some good news, especially mm-hmm. in the, especially in these days. So we got that overseas support, and we appreciate yes. it. Yeah, we just now need it in the U.S., which is yes. already flooded with podcasts. So there's there's got to be like tens of thousands of video game podcasts in the U.S., right? Yeah, yeah. We, we've got <laughs> stiff competition. Yeah, we do. Nevertheless, we keep going. Yep. And nevertheless, it's always going to be news is our first topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just to give you guys a timeline, we used to record on Tuesdays and then release on Thursdays. We now record on Sunday and we release on Tuesday. Yeah. And it seems as though the news cycle seems to pivot around when we decide mm-hmm. to upload the podcast, because <laughs> last Tuesday it finally came out that uh, or it came out that Sony bought Bungie for three point six million. Yeah. And. That's kind of been, again, the biggest news. Our reactions to it, like for me, it's kind of mundane and like muted for the most part. They did say that Bungie is still going to maintain an independent studio, so they aren't losing like their independency or anything. It's not going to be like the Bungie relationship that they had with Microsoft slash Xbox during the Halo days. But Sony and I believe why they did it is Sony kind of wants a first party shooter again. And Bungie yep. can help them create that for sure, especially with Destiny. Yeah. Um, I mean, my first reaction was like, is this a reaction to Microsoft? But there's no way they would have done it this fast. So this would have already had to have been in the works anyway. Exactly. Um, what was making me like hysterical, though, was the amount of people putting up like Microsoft buys Activision. So in return, Sony buys the rights to Halo. And I'm like, Bungie hasn't done Halo in a long time. And it became a yeah. meme of people being like putting up the head of Sony being like, what do you mean you don't have Halo? Like that was like the meme that was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's a big acquisition. Good for them. I don't think it's quite as big as the Activision one um, as far as like obviously the amount of studios within Activision Blizzard. But I mean, it, it makes me kind of excited to see what Bungie can do next besides just Destiny. They've been doing Destiny like pretty much exclusively for how many years now? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that first Destiny came out on the on the 360 and PS3, so it's been three console generations now. Pretty crazy. Yeah, the one thing that I did enjoy was like the memes that came out of it as well. There's like one meme from Rush Hour where Jackie Chan's character pulls out and it's like Microsoft buys Bungie mm-hmm. and then his co-star in those movies and I can't remember his name, it's too bad. Chris Rock. But Chris Rock, okay. Yep. Uh comes up and like it's Sony who pulls out the Activision gun as they're pointing at each other. And then the bystander is Nintendo pulls out his gun with all their licenses. <laughs> so it's it's fun seeing that. I really don't think people should make too much of a buzz about it. Like yeah. I, I'm just excited that uh, Sony did do this, whether it's to revive like the Killzone franchise or the Resistance franchise, because they did used to have first person shooters and yeah. I really did like Killzone, despite like a lot of um, it's kind of how do I put it? Not welcome reception, especially on like the opening title that came. I think it was Killzone Shadowfall and people yeah. really weren't the biggest fan of that. But regardless of uh, I'm just hope it brings out some good content or some good games. That's all I hope for. Yeah, it kind of made me realize that like, yeah, they haven't had really a first first party first person. That's a mouthful game in a while, right? Yeah. Yep. Not that they've been struggling with any means with first party titles, but yeah, this could be very interesting. So good for them. Good for Bungie. They're going to have a bigger backing as far as money goes. So they can really make something cool here. Yeah. Uh, um, 
Also, I, I will point out in news that everybody said, obviously, uh, Rockstar came out this week and said, yes, GTA 6 is in development. And we all said, duh. But also, I think people need to realize them coming out and saying this now, it's it's a long ways off. <laughs> it's not yeah, even close. I was, yeah, like I was kind of surprised by the fact that Rockstar kind of randomly just confirmed this. Like, I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure we all knew. Yeah. And like, I just wonder if eventually like whoever was social media for Rockstar finally went, hey, I'm just going to confirm it because I'm tired of getting, you know, <laughs> yeah. tweets and messages about are you working on GTA 6? It's just so strange. And then they did also announce that the next gen versions of GTA 5 come out in March. So, yeah, in case you needed to buy the game a fourth time. Right. <laughs> right. I I saw that. And also they were saying like next gen graphics and all this stuff. But there is a rumor out there that it'll be a free upgrade. Rockstar has not confirmed this yet, um, but I feel like at this point they need to. Uh, that should them expecting you to pay $60 again because you know they're going to charge 60 or 70 um, They shouldn't be doing that. But then again, it is Rockstar, so they probably will. Exactly. <laughs> uh, next up for me is Pokemon Arceus sells 6.5 million in just a week. And just so you guys have an idea, uh, the Game of the Year awards, it takes two, just past 5 million. <laughs> in yeah. sales like this pokemon game is selling incredibly well to the point where like it you're seeing retailers be like i don't have it in stock yeah like it's it's kind of amazing how well uh pokemon Arceus is selling despite the fact that it's pokemon and i should know that like these games sell like hotcakes yep. so it's uh you know i imagine the game free company is just swimming in their already gigantic pools of money yeah. Yeah. Pokemon always sells extremely well, but I feel like the last couple of Pokemon games that have come out, you haven't had any trouble finding in stores, though. Mm -hmm. Whereas with this one, for sure, like if you go into a store, you might see like one or two copies, but there's not a whole lot of overstock of this game right now. Um, yeah. And I did I did play it this week, so I'll, I'll save my thoughts for when we get into games. But that's yeah. that's a heck of a lot of games in a week. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, all right. In uh, news of other games that made me a little sad, Suicide Squad is delayed to 2023 now, um, potentially so that they have the time to get Hogwarts out. That's what I everybody's been kind of assuming. They have not confirmed this either, but that's what it takes for me to get Hogwarts this year. I can wait to play Suicide Squad, even though I was excited for it. I was going to say, do we count like I know you asked me a couple weeks ago if I thought yeah. like Hogwarts would come out. If it turns out that they delayed it to get Hogwarts out, like, do I get like an exception? <laughs> no, they, they did this specifically because you said you didn't think it would come out. I know that's what it feels like. It just feels <laughs> yep. like everybody's out to spite me, much like the news cycle <laughs> is with acquisitions. Yeah, not only that, but on a side note, have you noticed that like obviously we're recording on Sundays now? But yeah. I, I was so used to games coming out on Tuesdays and now they all come out on Fridays and it's throwing me off because then I feel like I don't have enough time to get a game in to get an impression for Sunday. Do yeah. they do that no, despite I, us as well? Yeah, it feels like it, doesn't it? Like <laughs> it, it just feels like we're on the opposite of everyone's schedule. Where it's is weird. my Tuesday release games? They're all gone. Exactly. But I don't know. Uh, we have Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, we get gameplay and the game comes out. I believe it said March 15th. Yeah. Uh, what did you end up watching the gameplay? What did you think? I'm excited for it. I think it looks cool. It looks weird. Um, I'm excited that it's coming out so soon. Uh, yeah, it just kind of came agree. out of nowhere. I totally forgot about that game. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to play it. How about you? I am. It just definitely looked like a horror game in some oh, yeah. ways, especially with the character design. And a part of me is like, gosh, darn it. Like, I want to <laughs> play this game, but it's going to like I have a feeling it's going to try and jump scare me occasionally. You just the monster designs it. look fantastic. But yeah, streaming it. Yeah, that solves everything. <laughs> yeah. Then you're forced to play through it. You can't give up. Yeah, we'll see. It, it, it'll it be around that time when we start when I would like to start doing streaming and uh, and the video podcasting portion stuff again. Yeah. So that might might be a good thing. We'll see. Uh, all right. I also go. I'm on a roll with like news that we went. No, duh. But uh, Google Stadia has been deprioritized. 
Um, oh, duh. no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody anywhere predicted that this would happen ever. Right? Not, like, not one time. It had time. so much backing to begin with. <laughs> my, actually, when I read this, I read it yesterday, and my first response was, that's still going? I thought they canceled that, like, a while ago. But apparently it's yeah, still right. been up. Yeah, but I... Well, yeah, it... <laughs> I don't much get it either. It's like, I I feel like they just keep it around right now just to say that it's not like defunded or something like yeah. that, or that they're abandoning the project. Cause Google is known for just abandoning projects sure. when they don't make money. So maybe they're still making some money, but maybe I guess we'll there, see. There has to be people out there who are still using it for sure. Yeah. Not, not everybody has the money to buy a new console or buy a uh, high-end PC as well. Side side note too, as well. This will be off on a little tangent here, but within the next probably, I don't know how long it's going to take to get to me, but I'm going to say two two to three months to be safe. I will officially be in the fully upgraded PC market. Oh, okay, I purchased right. one. It is being built, and whenever it gets finished, it will be sent to me. So we are on our way. Cool. Nice job. It's, 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 that's exciting. Hopefully. All right. Uh, kind of like some smaller news here. It's not so much big stuff now, but uh, like Gran Turismo 7's Day to Play comes out. The game looks gorgeous. Uh, I do understand that Gran Turismo does have a gigantic following in the racing community. It's just not for me. Yeah. Uh, most of the time, we'll see like how I feel or whether or not I'm going to get this game. But like I've always enjoyed the street racing concept, and this game seems to be more in line with uh with like regular racing i guess but yeah that's i'm gonna i'm gonna it, give it a shot it looks really good um yeah it does gra graphics wise so does forza though um i think like i might be ready for a more traditional racing game after like two horizons back to back uh but i don't foresee that i'll be like playing this all the time for the next year or two i'll probably play it for like a week and feel fine um, but I've always had a soft spot for this series. It's been good since PlayStation One days. Yeah. Did you have any other news stories? You just want me to go through the smaller ones. I have one more. If you want to go through the smaller ones, it's kind of a, like a not a rant, but like a person I'm angry at. So okay, uh, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack to join Fortnite. You know, yeah. I'm just a Fortnite podcast here, and uh, and The Rock. And well, yeah, and The Rock. Yeah. Well, the Rock is in it. Yeah. But. Yeah, uh, I just found it odd that like they, uh, of course, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pact are kind of big right now because of their uh, music right now. I can't remember. It's like Soul something or it's like the, the new album coming out is like an evening, an evening with Bruno Mars and like Anderson Pact. The songs that have been coming out are good, but I, okay. for whatever reason, can't remember for the heck of me what the band's name is called. And I feel... Terrible. So give me one second here as I continue to look it up. It's only gonna take me a minute. Don't feel too bad because I I have never heard any of these songs. So oh really? Okay. No. They're cool. They're catchy. I just listen okay. to like hits one and that kind of thing. Gotcha. So, makes sense. And Dying Light Two is buggy as hell. Um, <laughs> it came out uh, with reviews that a lot of people are experiencing bugs on the game. Uh, they released a 12 gigabyte update uh, day one. I haven't played it at all. What? Uh, yeah. And I'm going to go into why when we get into games here. Okay. Uh, but I just, my I, game. Go ahead. My game was a day late uh, due to the weather yeah. that we had on Friday. Yeah. Uh, shipping shipping stuff was delayed. I haven't really had enough time to play with it. I played it with all intentions to play this morning. But then I started binge watching a certain series. So okay. <laughs> uh, that's that that's is fair. why. But we'll get we'll get into it. But other than that, I, that's all I have for news. OK. Um, so the last thing that I have, how up to date or do you stay up to date, Barry, with the Guitar Hero slash Clone Hero community? Uh, I, I think I have a feeling I know what this is about. <laughs> yeah, uh, because I did see gaming news about a popular like I think it's Clone yes. Hero was faking his high scores or something yes. like that. Yes. So okay. this would be what many would consider the best Guitar Hero slash Clone Hero player. His name is really? Shmooey name is Shmooey, um and he has been like i tend to watch some of these people off and on they're not my, like my regular but like since i love rhythm games like i like to watch like the top people so this guy has been the top for a long time um 
And he was going for a song that I don't remember the name of, but it's one that nobody has a hundred percentage yet at all. Not a single okay. person has been able to hit every single note. Um, and he did on, on stream. Um, he did hit every single note. And then some of the other top people in the community started noticing when they watched it, that his finger presses were not matching up with what was, should have been played. Um, which then kind of spiraled out of control and come to find out this man has been cheating the entire time. Oh, wow. Since okay. he started, he has been cheating. He's never been good. Or maybe he is, but not good enough, right? Um, and just now finally got caught. Um, I mean, I guess, I don't want to say I get it, but like it's allowed him to have a career streaming this and make yeah, money off of money this. Yeah, he's made money off of it, yeah. Right. Um and he has been not truthful this entire time, which is a big bummer. Now, I'm not naive to think that like this doesn't exist everywhere. I think if you were to look at like the some of the top probably Apex or Call of Duty players, some of them are probably cheating as well. Um, but they just haven't been caught yet. It's just kind of a big bummer to see what many consider to be like the top clone hero player has been cheating the entire time. It's not like just this song, but like everything. Yeah. <laughs> just a big, no, big that's... bummer. Yeah, that does suck. And like it, it always kind of sucks, especially with like a gaming community like that in a way that's on a game that isn't terribly large anymore, especially right. considering like uh, like rhythm games have tend to take a back seat as of right now uh, to all the other games. And this is on the heels, too, of like Xbox has sort of come out and said that they're opening to reviving some more of those series. So yeah. we may see Rock Band and Guitar Hero come back on. But then on the heels of this news, it's kind of like, well, darn, like, you know, these people this specific streamer like made people kept people interested in the game. And now that they figure out he's cheating, they're kind of like, Oh, I don't want to like, okay, I'm done with this. Like, I don't want to yeah, like associate with this anymore, that kind of thing. So or, it's or a betrayal it kinda, of trust. It kind of makes you think too, unfairly, like how many other people in this community are cheating as well. That just exactly, haven't been yeah. caught yet because a lot of these people are like superhuman with the way they play. It's insane. Um, but it does make you kind of wonder like if, are any of these people actually playing? Even though they have yeah. a camera on their hands, they're still cheating. <laughs> exactly. All right, that's going to be it for news. We're going to go ahead and go into games, yeah. which this week I only played Pokemon. Okay. I got I got some opinions this week. I played Pokemon. I finished yep. the Uncharted 4 section of the Lost Legacy collection, and I played Dying Light 2. Which was kind of a uh, a late thing. I actually went out yesterday and bought it. I wasn't going to okay. play it at all. And then I was like, you know what? It's getting okay reviews. Let me try it. I love the first one. So I did buy it. I didn't get it through like Gamefly or anything. Uh, but yeah, you want to talk about Pokemon? Yeah, uh, <laughs> Pokemon for me extended. Uh, I've kind of had time to think about uh, like everything I've said with last mm -hmm. week and also like the game and seeing all of the public reaction we're getting from it. And like, I have to agree that like, this is like the best Pokemon game I think we've had in years. Like I, I'm having a lot of fun with it and it's because it's this mashup of Pokemon and monster hunter, and that kind of thing. Uh, there isn't much that I can say that wasn't said or hasn't been said already, but like, uh, I'm, I'm just excited to where they can take this for sure. Like, I get the criticisms that this game is not pretty and that it's ugly. Like I get it, but and if if you look at interviews uh from game developer or game journalists and everything like that, Game Freak is a small team that is kind of forced to put out these games year after year after year after year. They don't get a lot of time to go, okay, let's like you know, let's make everything look like God of War, you know, on on PS4 and that kind of thing. So I I'm willing to give them a pass on that uh, because this is the first time they've made a game like this. And now that this is the second game to come out where people are like, hey, the game looks like crap, especially the overworld and that there's nothing to do. Maybe now they finally start to take the time to. Maybe. Uh, maybe fix some of the issues they have with the the overall world, like the empty world, adding more Pokemon in to spawn, that kind of thing. Hopefully that gets fixed. 
whether or not it's with a new console or not, I, I don't know. Like, what I will say is this Pokemon game, like, my Nintendo Switch battery definitely starts up when I'm playing this game. <laughs> I can hear yep. the fan on yep. it when I'm playing in handheld. So, you know, it's just... I, I'm definitely a very skewed opinion of this game because Pokemon is so, like, important to me and ingrained in me. It's just uh, it's just nice to see that this is a... This feels like the freshest Pokemon game we've gotten in a while, and that's the kind of thing that, you know, I'm willing to look over the graphics because I'm having so much fun with it. Okay. Let me uh let me come in hot. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. This game sucks. Oh, come <laughs> on. No, here okay, so here's my issues with it. I don't okay. give it a I don't give it a pass on the graphics. There's so many games out there that have managed to make themselves look good in a big open area, Breath of the Wild being one. Um mm-hmm that you can make this game look better than it does. Um, But the graphics aside, my problems with the games are the intro is painful. It is extremely painful. And I did did tell you it it was. I did tell you it was painful. But my my opinion on that is if you are going to go a new direction with Pokemon, which is fine, I think they should. um, You got to you got to pull people in right away, I feel like. Uh, and they don't, um, that whole intro is a lot of talking and I know they're explaining everything, which you got to do. Like you have to explain how to do everything because you can't just jump into that game and be like, all right, let me go throw pokeballs. Cause it's not going to go well. Uh, but yeah, I, I found it very painful. Um, I am not feeling how they want you to fill out the Pokedex at all. Um, I don't like it. Uh, I'm the type of person when I play Pokemon, like I play the the game to catch every single Pokemon, fill out my Pokedex, and then I feel like I've done my job. I yeah. don't want to I don't want to sit there and have to catch 50 of one specific one and do it for just about every single Pokemon. Right. Unless yeah. that changes later. But like you open up that Pokedex and it's like the, the four or five things they want you to do catch to max it out. Right. Catch 50. Yeah see this move 25 times, um, battle it this many times, whatever. Like it changes for everyone, which is fine. But like, it seems like at least from what I've played so far, the constant is catch 50. And maybe does that change down the line? It depends on the Pokemon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for, for the most part, like what I'll say about the Pokedex thing, and I will admit to some people, it definitely is like, it can be annoying yeah. to do that. But once you reach level 10, it reaches that like um, it reaches that like maximum state like you don't go any further. The only reason to continue to max it out is to increase your shiny odds okay. for that Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like that's where I can see where people get misled about how, oh, I need to fill out everything here. And right. if you're the kind of person that needs to, you're going to be playing this game for a while. Like I- I'll tell you, too, I'm 12 hours into the game. Just yesterday, I left the first area. This game's been out for a week and I am a quarter through the Pokedex with research level 10 on every single one that I've caught. And like that is a proud moment for me. I'm super proud of it. But, Mm -hmm. you know, there's people there's people in the community and like my friends who have already beaten the game and are like, how are you still there? How are you still (laughs) at, at, at the first part? And it's just like, well, I'm enjoying like going around catching Pokemon, like because it do- it doesn't take a long drawn out battle all the time. Right, you can go up and just throw Pokeballs at things and sometimes catch them and sometimes you won't. But that's some that's the luck of the draw there. But I have been enjoying like getting to research level ten and then putting that Pokemon away okay. uh, f- from it. So uh, I can see where it gets annoying, but I'm also kind of enjoying this little bit of a grind here. I will say now that I'm at the second like part or the second area i am super over leveled like i left (laughs) with my pokemon all about like 50 oh wow uh, in that area so like i'm going through the second area like it's very easy for me so i have to like change up my team which i also liked you know i like the challenge that this pokemon game brings compared to the past ones Mm -hmm. so there's you know that they're they're equal they're like good things and bad things that people see you know depending on the type of gamer you are, this game just kind of speaks to me in a way that 
Yeah, uh, and and I can see it. how it does because of your love for like Monster Hunter, like mm-hmm. it's it's directly tied into kind of how they're going with this game. I just I guess I want to see them try new things, but I still want to have the let me just catch one and have it fill out the Pokedex and move yeah. on. Yeah, let me not have to catch fifty. Um, and technically, I could still play that way, but I think in my my brain. I'm like, I can't because I have to max it out, right? Like, I have to max it out. I can't, I don't want to see it sitting there not complete. Um, but I mean, besides that, the actual act of battling and catching, I think, is fun. And I think it's mm-hmm. a good way to go. I prefer to just catch them and not battle at all, honestly. Um, yeah. Going around and just throwing them and, and catching them is a lot more fun to me than battling the old school way by picking, you know, your attack or whatever. Um, did you get now that you're in the second area, like, is there any type of like gym leader or not? I know I asked you last. No, week. it, it looks like the alpha Pokemon seem to be, uh, the, the sort of challenges that you run into. And it's not just like the alpha. It's like these, um, Pokemon that are struck by lightning is how it's explained to me in my, uh, with how far I am in the game okay. where they kind of go into this rage mode and you, they're the they're kind of bosses where you have to like dodge their moves and then throw like the, these bags of like aromas in order to get them to calm down and then battle them a little bit and then you come back and do the same thing uh okay. with the dodging of their moves then battling them again like I, I don't mind it too much i actually think it's a little unique thing but for as far as i am maybe later on i get to face like the clan leaders of diamond and pearl and maybe that's where i get to see some of the trainer battles and stuff but the way this game does battles occasionally i've kind of liked to where the fact if you attract too much attention from wild pokemon it can be a two-on-one uh and then it's and like there are times in this game where i'm in this game where i'm stressed out because i'm like three pokemon surrounding me and they all have moves before i do (laughs) <laughs> or yeah. uh, like trying to plan out the turn order so that I can take out this dot, this one, switch into the other one, take it, take out that one. I do like that sort of strategy that I've had to built into me where in old Pokemon, it was always one V one or two V two. It was never like the odds were stacked against you where it can be in this one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the, the framework of this game. I just think that the game is not for me. And I think I kind of knew that already going in, not being a Monster Hunter fan, that it wasn't probably going to be for me. Um, I think I need some sort of the perfect Pokemon game for me would be like a middle ground between original and this somehow. Yeah, I don't know what that looks like, but that's probably what I would be looking for. Is it going to end up on your list, do you think, at the end of the year? Top 10? I think low at this point, maybe a low top 10. It really depends on how the ending goes. And what I will say about it, too. It's, it seems like the, the ending is very hard to get to like okay. this true quote unquote ending is, is hard. Cause I think you have to do something with like the whole Pokedex where you got to catch everything and get it to research level 10 because okay. there's, I hear there's like the ending of the game, the post game, and then there's a post game plus oh, wow. uh, to it, I guess. And apparently it all has to do with, the Pokedex and how many Pokemon and research levels you're completing in that kind of thing. So if I ever get to that point, which I hope I do, uh, I, I'm, I'm interested to see my reaction to it because apparently and from what my te- friends tell me, the ending is quite interesting. So okay. I'm, I guess we'll, we'll just see where it goes. So for your friends who have beaten it and didn't max everything out, how long did it take them? Uh, they beat it in a week. Okay. So like, not that prob- long. Yeah. I'd have to yeah. say, yeah, probably not that long. Okay. Um, I've been playing the game a lot. I want to say 20 hours because like I've had to divide my time between like playing this game and watching all the stuff I've watched this week, which is a mm-hmm. lot mm-hmm. Um, where I probably could have been playing this game and getting further in. So, OK, that's fair. Yeah, I I don't think personally I'm going to go back to it. I think yeah. I'm pretty much done with it, um, but I wanted to at least get through that beginning. Cause I didn't want to like go through all this talking and be like, I don't even want to do this. Like I made sure that I was like, let me get through all this. Let me get out there and start catching stuff before I make a final opinion. Um, but yeah, man, that, that intro is rough. Yeah. <laughs> it's rough. <Yep. laughs> um, I feel like 
maybe not, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I feel like a lot of the younger generation may not make it through that, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I, c- I could see where that comes in, but most of the people that I know are like the older crowd that are really yeah. praising this game. I don't hear a lot of young people going, oh, this is the Pokemon game that I've always wanted. Because yeah. for a lot of young people, this is maybe their second, third, or sometimes first introduction to it. So they really don't know what to expect. Yeah, the interesting thing for me is to see if this becomes the new normal for Pokemon, mm-hmm. and then they just start remastering other older ones and just go that route, or if they completely abandon this, I don't know. Like, it'll be interesting to see. I don't think they abandon it with how many copies they've sold. Exactly, that's how I feel. Maybe this is like that every two or three years we get a new type like this, and then they still throw out the shiny diamond versions here and there. We'll yeah, see. one th- yeah, one thing that like has me hopeful the fact that we get it like maybe a little bit sooner is the fact that this year's remakes were handled to another developer where yeah. Game Freak was like the overseers of that project to make sure it got done right but then that frees up the main Game Freak team in order to be able to do something. So, depending on what we see next year, maybe and I heavily hear it's like a Let's Go Johto cuz the Let's Go games were really popular with people who like have never played yeah. And also, we're very heavily popular people who play Pokemon Go pretty religiously. So you have that, and then that frees up the Game Freak to either make a brand new Pokemon series, or go back to Legends, or remake an, or you know, remake another game at that point. So there's a lot that they can do, and they've got a lot of branches to which they can extend to. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, I mean, not for me, but. I was just kidding when I say it sucks. Um, it's not my <laughs> cup of tea. Wasn't a fan, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Uncharted. I finished Uncharted 4. Played through the whole thing. Um, still one of my favorite games of all time. That has not changed. But I have to reiterate how good it looks. Like, phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, I know we're going to have at the end of the year our best, uh, what do we call it this past year? Best remaster. Yeah, I think this is going to be a heavy favorite. I don't know what else we got coming out this year, um, but for me personally, it'll probably be one that I'm arguing for because I think it they did a great job on it. And I haven't played the other one yet. I probably will this week. But yeah, fantastic. Uncharted 4 remains, in my opinion, one of the best games ever made. Yeah, Lost Odyssey, it looks good. Like, and yeah. I'm a, I, I'm a good like five or six hours into it. Uh, it, it definitely looks good. I, I can see where we're going to have arguments about what game it is, but, or where it's going to end up on that list, but it's still so early in the year. We have no clue what else is being remastered at this point. So one, one thing you can, one thing you can count on is there will be other remasters out there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) We just don't know what yet. Um, and then dying light Two. uh, I had a, I think I'm a solid, I mean, I got it yesterday, maybe three or four hours in out of the 500 that they average yeah right (laughs) Um, you better be ready to play it oh um i will say starting off which did you get it on uh, xbox or playstation playstation okay i will say and i know we're not like a video podcast but like this cover is one of my favorite covers i've ever seen it's like i just like like i have been enjoying that microsoft has made their little logo so small yeah. So it, it reminds me of like an old school, like computer box, like a computer game box. But um, I really like that cover. I think it's cool. Uh, yeah, I have the deluxe edition with like the okay. hard case cover. And yeah. I really li- like I have to admit it is a, it is like a, the steelbook I got is pretty nice. And the slip cover is like a really high quality like to okay. it. I don't know. It feels different than hmm. the other things that I've used. So I've, I have to agree with you. But this um, isn't a cover art show. <laughs> no, I just wanted to point it out because I thought it looked really nice. Um, I love the first dying light game a lot. Uh, I think it's been overlooked. I think more people have played it over the years when it first came out. It was definitely overlooked. Uh, Yeah, for sure. I was moderately excited for this game. I decided not to buy it when they came out with that 500 hour nonsense. I was like, you know what? I'm not, I don't have the time or the energy. And then something happened yesterday. I was like, you know what? Let me go get it. I like the first one. Let me give it a shot. Um, I will say this. I think the game itself, the bare bones of this game is something very good. Um, The world is good. Uh, It's very well populated. Uh, You can go anywhere. 
And I think the story is compelling. I enjoy the story. Um, the bugs, I've had some. I had audio bugs yesterday that were like I had to restart the game because it was like a loud screeching that started. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't a fan of that. I didn't see anything else besides that yet. Uh, the voice acting is not great. Okay. Um, the main actor is fine, uh, but everybody else is not good at all. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of a bummer. So far, everybody I've talked to, I'm like, you just kind of get that face when you're listening. You're like, ew. Like, I, did you cheap out on the voice actors or what's going on? Is it the dialogue, the writing itself? I don't know. Um, but not a huge fan of that. And my biggest concern with the game so far is it has to tie into that 500 hours. I, when they give you the main mission, I've made a point of like, I want to do almost just strictly the main mission and like, I'll do some side stuff here and there. Yeah. But when you get going and you go out there and they're like, here's the spot on the map you're supposed to go to. And here's your like compass in the top of your screen. So you know which way you're supposed to be heading. There are so many things that pop up that, <laughs> that the, the compass up top, it's almost almost impossible to see that where you're supposed to be going because there's like 15 other things up there. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, stop. Like, just stop. You go out there, give you an example. Like the first time you're allowed to go out on your own, once you get through the intro and they're like, all right, here's where you need to go. You start walking and they're like, Hey, here's a tower you can climb. I'm like, okay, cool. That shows you more of the map. And then I start going towards the tower and then it's like an exclamation point for a side mission. Here's a case that you could go get. Here's somebody getting mugged over here. And then here is a point of interest that's only good at night because you can only go in there at night. And then here's four other things that pop up. It reminded me of The Witcher in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where I'm just like, okay, like I get it that I can do, I could spend a million hours in here if I wanted to, but just let me stick with my main mission right now and I'll come back later. Um, it's so congested. Uh, it, it's that like, what was the Assassin's Creed game that was real bad? I remember there was one that people were like, there were so many things on the map. I want to say Unity, talking, maybe? I was about to say, maybe Unity. I'm not sure yeah. if you're talking about with, like, Odyssey, Odyssey or was bad Valhalla. Too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a good game here. The parkour is very good. Traversal is fantastic. The hand-to-hand combat's good. It just gets so bogged down with everything else they're trying to inflate this game with which is obvious that's what they're doing when they said the 500 hours. They're proud of that. You shouldn't be. Um, concise. We want concise now. We're done with the 200, 300, 400 hour games. We don't want that anymore. At least I yeah. don't. Um, give me that. In this case, give me a 30, 40 hours and I'm good. Um, I'm still going to play it. I don't hate it. I'm just like annoyed by it right now. So we'll see 10 hours from now if I'm still like, yeah, I'm going to finish it. Or next week, I'm like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm definitely excited to play this game, and I would have, but we'll get into why, you know, mm -hmm. a little bit later. And it's just a matter of, like, w w with a lot of how game games are going now, there's just so many coming out that it's hard to keep. Yeah. It, it's hard to actually finish a game sometimes, especially, like, us who try to play everything. It really is hard to have another full-time job Yep. And then have to play one game only for three days later for another game to come out. Like I do uh, like me personally, I I worry about not being able to finish like Horizon Forbidden West, even yep. though that's probably one of the games that I'm most excited for this year, because I have to get through that. I need to finish Elden Ring. I then have Dying Light 2, which isn't going to be finished by then. Nope. So <laughs> it it's just like and Sifu, like the embargo, um, uh, lifted today and it's getting nines and tens yep. almost almost across the board so it's like oh there's a game that i probably should play and try and try to figure it out so you know it's kind of like the fomo thing of fear of missing out but then there's also like a part of me that has this guilt because i can't i'm i'm just bouncing from game to game to game and it's so hard to finish a game sometimes because they all require us to be playing for over 20 to 40 hours in order to get that game finished Yep. So, you know, a simple little gripe and rant, but it's, <laughs> it's I, I mean, I'm right there with you. I'm at the point now where I'm playing these games like Pokemon and Dying Light and I hit like, I guess it's fatigue where yeah. I'm just like, I, I'm not 
I don't sit there. I'm like, oh, I'm so exhausted. I don't want to play games anymore. But I feel like I have like ADHD where I'm like, all right, I've played Dying Life for two hours. I need to go play like Apex for an hour. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, f- I feel like I have to jump around. Um, and I hate that feeling. Like old me, I would have bought Dying Light 2 and I would have played that from yesterday until next Saturday. That's the only thing I would have played. And I probably would have yeah. put 50 hours into it. I just, my brain doesn't let me do that anymore. Yeah. It's the same thing with me. It's, yep. it's rough. And it's, it's a weird thing to say that it's rough, but yeah, you know, th- there is a part of me that doesn't get to enjoy, you know, um, the games that I enjoy because I'm trying to get to the next thing so that we're able to like talk about the next thing. Yep. So maybe Agreed. it's something we look at, but that's, that's all from games for me. And I imagine you as well. Let's talk about movies and TV shows and sure. Jesus Christ. Uh, this <laughs> she got week, a lot of them this week. <laughs> uh, I finished archive 81. Yes. Uh, three new episodes of legend of Vox Machina. Okay. Book of Boba, new episode, Peacemaker, yep. Yep. and I've shut up about it for weeks now, and I got to talk about it because it's a religious experience, <laughs> but okay. the new Demon Slayer episode came out at one o'clock today, and <laughs> okay. oh my god. How is this like up there with what episode was that from the last season? Uh, yeah, so okay. here's the thing. I've been texting okay. my friends, okay. and I guess we'll just go straight into Demon Slayer yeah. for me. Sure. Season one, episode 19 was mm-hmm. like the moment where like yeah. n- people like Ninja were like, dude, this anime is awesome. This moment I- in the anime is next level. Like okay. it, better it than is that, that one. Then. Y- yes, it is. Okay. I will say it's better than that. And it, I don't know how they did it, but uh, much like how I've watched Mugen Train over mm-hmm. five times. Before I got on this podcast, I've watched this episode five times oh already. <laughs> um, okay. The animation, the music, the voice acting, it's all incredible. It is all like I, I can't even put it into words uh, like you as an artist, Craig. You're like you'll probably look at this and go, I don't know how they did this because okay. it is it, it is insane um, how one how fluid the animation looks like there are jokes about how much budget and how ma- and how these people are underpaid i really hope like i know that's the case though like i know that these people are underpaid mm-hmm. but what they're putting together is like just this masterpiece that i i don't get this excited anymore but uh, or at least i don't get this excited like usually but at the end of that episode for me to like be like wow that that was an experience to like watch that much like how the the tr- the movie was mm-hmm. um it is it is incredible it, it is a power rush of adrenaline that you know you re- i rarely ever get anymore uh <laughs> barry's just, anime corner is demon slayer just demon it, slayer it, like, you watched it, it five times in two hours two two and a half yeah, it came out about one thirty, one o'clock. So we okay. it was probably about like two hours or something like that beforehand. <laughs> and you like, just watch on... it back to back to back. Yeah, yeah, I just kept watching it. Oh uh, and <laughs> before the Pro Bowl started, Demon Slayer was the most trending thing on Twitter. Okay. Uh, now I will say, like, if you want to look at it, you can, but there are spoilers. Like people are posting pictures and screenshots and the video of like the animation that I'm talking about in this episode. So, like, I'm just telling my friends, like, dude, just watch it now. Mm-hmm. Just, just watch this because, like, watching it before it got spoiled to me, much like how it is with, like, the events of Spider-Man and mm-hmm. that kind of thing, like, endgame levels, it's that type of level for me. Where okay. it's like, I got to see it, like, as soon as it came out and my f- jaw was on the floor for all five times that I watched that episode. <laughs> That's fair. That's, uh pretty crazy i haven't watched any of the new season so i'm out of the loop it's now a good time to binge because there is Mm -hmm. only one more episode left but it is going to be 45 minutes it's an extended okay uh, season finale but like i i I told my friends like hey if if you're willing to sit through it just watch it now because like i i would hate for the spoil for like people to be spoiled on this 
just because like they and it's and it's much like how it is with the Marvel movies where it's like, hey, don't spoil Spider-Man like the pictures of this. Give it away, much like how Spider-Man or any other Marvel thing where they don't want you to spoil it would spoil it because people are putting, of course, like the scenes that like are the best scenes in in the show. So it is. Insane (laughs) what they pull off this episode. It is. Okay. I, I can't rave about it enough. It is. It, it is such a good anime and it's just a good it's just a good show. It's fair. Um, yeah, I still have to start watching that, I guess. Um, as far as like, I don't know if I was could match your hype level, but I was pretty hyped watching the Book of Boba episode like pretty hyped yeah let's go to book of boba next (laughs) then uh the the mandalorian season three episode two it's mandalorian (laughs) 2.5 yeah uh i i have to agree with you like yeah before before i got onto the podcast before i watched demon slayer i like all i could think about was boba because and like you know what i'm just putting full full spoiler warnings everywhere like if you haven't watched the episode go ahead and watch it but that cad bane introduction i lost my mind me too (laughs) that was wild i am such a big fan of the clone wars Mm -hmm. and like i just didn't expect them to bring in cad bane Mm -hmm. and his character model like looks insanely good and i know we're going to get something like really good in this season i think it's the uh, season finale is the next episode here and i know we're gonna get something good with it but like, despite, like, all of the good stuff that happened with Luke having Yoda's lightsaber, mm-hmm. I, I do want to say that's kind of a plot hole that I don't know how they, like, <laughs> like how you explain that, because he was disarmed uh, during his fight with the Emperor in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So if that's um, the case, how did he get it? He had it. He got it from him in... Didn't he give it to him in Return of the Jedi? Didn't Yoda give Luke his lightsaber when he was dying? I feel like he did. I would have to go yeah, back okay. and watch it. It's been a long yeah. time. But because, I feel like, like he did. Okay, because like I saw that and I could have swore that like I thought like Luke had like Anakin or Obi's or Obi-Wan's lightsaber. Because this is Maybe. like specifically made for Yoda. Yeah. Like because yeah, it's smaller. a small lightsaber. Mm-hmm. So it's like that was insane. I love Ahsoka. Like Rosario yeah. Dawson is killing it yep. as Ahsoka. And whenever they do like her solo series, I'm gonna be in. I'm gonna be my my seat's gonna be glued to it. Like Ahsoka, <laughs> they could probably do an entire. Uh, let me let me rephrase that. Ahsoka could probably do an entire three like ser- like a three part movie series with her, and people will show up for it. Like Ahsoka is that popular. Uh, yeah. It, and w- if they and were to redo the movie, if they were to redo or make a, th- a new trilogy, you center it around Ahsoka. Yeah, and you potentially could also bring in other people from yeah. like other, you know, maybe the Clone Wars shows or something like that. Yeah, Clone um, Wars, Rebels as well. Yeah, like a side note too, we got to see some of the clone troopers in uh, in actual human flesh instead of cartoon, which I thought was cool with yeah. uh, the flashback with Grogu. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think what I enjoyed the most as I was kind of like reading stuff this week was the fact that Disney and, you know, Star Wars, but Disney had the foresight to look at the end of the Mandalorian when they brought Luke back and they CGI'd, you know, younger Luke and it looked good. Um, but there was, and I'm sorry that I forget his name, but there was a guy on YouTube who took that yeah. scene and made the CGI better. Um, they hired him to do this episode and you can tell because there's a few times where he looks a little stiff, but for the most part, you could almost believe that this was filmed when Luke was younger in the seventies and early eighties. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was phenomenal how good it looks. And when it first starts, um, they don't ever like the first couple minutes, they don't show his lips moving when he's talking Luke. And I was like, okay, they're going to kind of stay away from that. But then they go full on like up close shots of him talking. I'm like, man, they did a fantastic job making him look believable that he's 
actually there in his younger version of himself. Um, but yeah, man, the cameos in this this episode were off the charts. You got R2, um, Ahsoka came in there, Cad, um, who's uh oh man, I'm at the very beginning. I'm forgetting his name, but he I had know Boba the city Fett's is Moss is like yeah, Moss Pelgo or Elgo or something like yeah. that. Um, My uh, a buddy of mine hates him. I don't know for really? what reason he hates him, but uh, yeah, like his. It was like people were like uh, hyping up this episode before I watched it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, OK, the first five minutes this is pretty cool. We get to see it, this character come back. And yeah. then it was like I wasn't prepared for like all of the stuff that they were going to bring back. So it's just a lot. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it, my Kevin, my only my only thing against this is that. The first however many episodes just seem so unimportant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it just did not matter. It's like they're like, all right, here's your Boba Fett backstory that you guys wanted. Um, but then we're going to throw all that aside. We're going to bring in the Mandalorian. And now it's the Mandalorian show. Um, yeah. And and now we're all excited. So I feel kind of bad that Boba Fett's kind of getting like pushed to the side. <laughs> um, but who knows? Maybe we see something cool in this last episode. Yeah. Like the thing is, and Kevin Feige like deserves like he's a mastermind with this stuff mm-hmm. right now. But one thing we have to remember is that this is all planned. It's not mm-hmm. like they looked at like the series and are like making live edits to these things, right. like reshooting scene, like reshooting scenes and whatnot. Like this is this was their plan from the get go for Book of Boba. So yep. like. It kind of feel I, I feel bad at the fact that like Boba Fett is not the star of his own show at this point, but. The directors knew that the directors Mm -hmm. knew what they wanted to do and went, okay, this is when we bring back the Mandalorian. This is when we start doing this to get like more hype or something for the next episode. So like they know what they're doing with it. It just um, it's more I feel like the director's fault, like for not making (laughs) us care or shoving all of this stuff into the book of Boba instead of maybe a, a little teaser for the Mandalorian or something like that. Some like episodes that could have been released before the new season to get people hyped up. That kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. It does seem kind of like it doesn't this. We're not watching a Boba Fett show. It just seems like it feels like I'm watching the Mandalorian. Yeah. um, Yeah. And that's it. But again, I will give them the, the, you know, the benefit of the doubt here that this last episode is going to tie it all together, which I'm sure it will. Um, And then we'll have a cool conclusion and then go right into be ready for, um, what's the next one? Obi Wan. Obi Wan in May. Yeah. May. Um, so yeah, I mean, so far I've all, putting it all together. I think it's a pretty good season series, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I think so too, personally. Um. All right. So I have also the Peacemaker, uh, and then the other one I watched was um, the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. I watched that series on Netflix, which is the most ridiculous title of title? all time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we can do, well, you also watched archive 81, right? Yeah. Archive 81. And one thing I did forget to mention because I immediately started talking about demon slayer. The reason I didn't play dying light two is because I started watching Jack Reacher on Amazon prime. So I will talk about that as well. I was literally binging it. Like I'm almost done with the season already. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, So, but archive 81, cause uh, you did mention that. I did enjoy the series um, so far. There is obviously going to be another season, most likely with how popular this one is. And the ending Mm -hmm. definitely is a little bit confusing. I feel Uh, like they could end it or continue it either or. They could, but I feel Mm -hmm. like we're kind of rooting for um, the uh, the the main character. And I feel I feel bad that I forget his name. Is it Dean? Not Dean. What is his name? But I feel like, like I, I forgot was, it all. Yeah. Well, like we were Dan. Uh, Dan. Yep. At least you had the we did get the yep. D part right. But <laughs> like we're kind of rooting for him to maybe figure out everything. But I love the whole fact that like that therapist end up being like the mother that they were looking for. Like that was kind of a surprise that I didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like the bad guy that we think is the bad guy is just a pawn to yeah. like all of the other plans going on here. I will admit, like, 
you're right. The stress of this show was just like, <laughs> I have no, yeah, yeah, like it's super stressful for me. Like, I don't know when things are going to happen or anything like that. But, uh, like, nevertheless, like, it's just good storytelling. Like, I will say, I did watch this show behind like my Switch screen sometimes, <laughs> uh, while playing Pokemon. But I, yep. I definitely enjoyed it. Like, the whole like friend dynamic as well, like, Dan's friend. Like you keep waiting for them to have this fallout, but this is like, he's like a genuinely good friend. Yeah. Like it doesn't like, you can tell that they've been through some stuff, especially with Dan's history, uh, with, um, depression. And I think suicide and whatnot is what they kind of allude to. Mm -hmm. And like, instead of having a fallout, it's kind of a refreshing take to be like, no, I'm here. Like, I'm going to yep. stick here in the end for you. Cause a lot of the times in shows, that's when we have the friend fallout is like, Oh, you know, I'm tired of the fact that you don't trust me, blah, blah, blah. I'm done with this. Like, we aren't friends no more. And then they eventually come back together. But this is just a good guy and he's a good friend. Like, I'm all for it. And they did mention, and I don't like, he has combat training, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so I'm interested to see if, like, it ends up going some other way with, like, that there's more to Dan's friend's character than what meets the eye here. So. Yeah, yeah I I just think that it does a good job of just constantly making you feel on edge while you're watching yeah. that show. It's just a yeah. weird feeling. It's not like jump scare. It's just kind of like, I don't know where this is going. He just keeps finding more and more things in that compound that are just kind of like, what is happening? Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a great show. All right. And then we'll speak about some of the smaller stuff before sure. we get to our two bigger ones. Uh, Legend of Vox Machina, they're releasing episodes uh, every Friday. It's another three episode drop, which was pretty cool. It's not like just one. It's like kind of a they're releasing three episodes. It's like, I think like almost like a chapter, like three episodes, end of chapter, three, ep another three episodes, end of chapter. We'll see how they end up doing it. But Vox Machina ten uh, continues to be kind of a. um, A real big throwback for like D&D &D fans and fantasy fans in general. With like pages, with like, you know, paladins, mages, dragons, and everything like that. It's a really good animated show and it's voice acted very well. Uh, I'll continue to say that probably until the series is over here. But it it is a lot of fun. I do enjoy this series a lot. Cool. And then Peacemaker. Uh, yeah. it's it's kind of fun, like with Peacemaker and Book of Boba continuing to like steal the show sometimes yeah. here, because I feel like my group chats are always like, yo, Peacemaker's incredible. But wait, Book of Boba's incredible now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Peacemaker continues to like take its hype and continues to ride with it here. Uh, you learn finally more about the butterflies. Like yep. we finally get that. And I don't know what it is with James Gunn and like these slow-mo scenes, but much like them. Harley, <laughs> much like Harley Quinn scene in um suicide squad we get a scene with a girl and a bunch of like the butterfly stuff and yeah. it was just like so much fun to watch like i will say if like you're queasy there's like a lot of blood going on here there's so a lot <laughs> yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't watch it but it was insanely fun to watch uh to like w like this is james gunn at like whether it's a tv show or a movie he's just killing it with this series like John Cena's character continues to be fun, continues to be engaging and like be a badass at the same time. We finally get to see Eagly shine yeah. with like protecting <laughs> yeah. vigilante and peacemaker. So like either either way, like this series continues to like to be exciting and continues to like pull twists um, that I enjoy. So like peacemaker is still really good. Yeah, that uh, the Eagly scene was like the highlight of that episode and also the <laughs> slow-mo scene, but like just him taking somebody out and then he takes another one and then another one and then another one. It's just hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, that, that show, if book of Boba was not killing it right now, like that would be the highlight of my week. And all I talk about would be peacemaker, but yeah. I just feel like for me, it's like, Oh, book of Boba. Oh, wait, that's on Wednesday. And then Thursdays, oh, here's Peacemaker. And then for me, Sunday, here's season two of Righteous Gemstones. It's like, it's been a phenomenal time for TV right now. Just phenomenal. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. And like, uh, and like, you're going to talk about it too. Cause like every, and like, I, I think people are like talking about this show a lot. Like, 
what's the title again? Uh, Righteous <laughs> Gemstones? No, I'm oh. like Righteous Gemstones. I know, but that other Netflix oh. show. Oh yeah, the, the woman in the house. The, the, the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Yeah. Yeah, that. What? A, what I, I need to know more about it because people are talking so, about it. Yeah. So this is Kristen Bell. Um, yeah. And. I didn't know anything about it. I saw it was in like the top 10 of Netflix. And I was like, that is the dumbest title I've ever seen. And then I was reading about it and they're like, oh, it's literally a taking a jab at a, I don't even know what you call it. It's like the true crime style TV shows. Um, yeah. But this is a comedy at its heart. Like is this it? is, yes, it's a hundred percent a comedy. They're making fun of those shows the entire time. So it has a premise, right? The premise is Kristen Bell's character. Um, her daughter dies unexpectedly, very young. She's split up from her husband. And all she does is sit at home and drink wine and people watch out her window, right? Um, at some point, she sees across the street, um, uh, a man moves in with a daughter. Um, there's a point where this isn't really spoiling anything, but she sees uh, a woman in his front window with her throat cut. Um, and then she kind of goes down this spiral of like trying to figure out, was it the husband? Was it somebody else or not husband, but was it the guy across the street who killed her? Um, so it's your very typical true crime drama that you would see on any Netflix, Hulu, yeah. whatever, yeah. but they're spinning it and making it so ridiculous that you're just like, I was dying laughing the whole time. The fact that like every time she drinks wine, she fills it up to the very top. Uh -huh. uh, like just just an insane amount of wine. She has a bowl for all the corks from the wine bottles and it's just overflowing. Um, there's a point where I don't want to give anything away, but like um, she she gets injured at some point and somebody asks her, like, how do you feel? And she says, oh, man, I feel like I got run over by a Mack truck. And then that person leaves. Another person comes in. Oh, how you feeling? feel like I got hit by a Mack truck. She does it four times in a row. And then it cuts to a different scene and she's talking to random people. And she's like, Oh, I feel like I got hit by a Mack truck just over and over again. And it's just playing on every stereotype you see in these type of shows and just making it so ridiculous. Um, I think it's extremely funny. The ending is hilarious. Um, it's a twist I did not see coming, but it's still hilarious. And I, I had a blast. I think it's like eight episodes. They're like 25 minutes. So you can get through it real quick. Oh, um, but yeah, okay. it's it's really good. It's really I'm gonna, funny. I'm going to have to watch it because like I saw that it was number one yeah. on one point yeah. on Netflix. And I watched like the little snippet they show you before you click on it. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I don't know. It, about they this. make it look this serious, does, right? Yeah, they make it yeah. look serious. So like, yeah, if that's the case, <laughs> I'm just confused of, I guess, the, their messaging here. Um, yeah, I'm well, definitely going to watch it. They they do a good job of like you'll be watching it and kind of forget that at its core, it's a comedy and then they'll slip something in. You'll be like, oh, my God, that was so ridiculous. Um, so they do a good job of that. where like you're still following this story and like, OK, who did it the whole time? But you're also laughing the whole time that you're doing it. So, yeah, it, okay. it's it's real good. Cool. All right. And then for me, uh, the yeah. reason I didn't play Dying Light 2 was <laughs> Jack Reacher yeah. uh, and Netflix. Uh, no, sorry. Amazon Prime series. And. I didn't expect to really like this series, but it is awesome. It is like um, I'm just trying to think of what to compare it to. But uh, overall, and I like I just like writing the storyline. Have you ever watched Blue Mountain State? Yeah. Um, it is starring Alan Richardson, Thad Castle. So okay, yeah, I yeah. really I really like the fact that I think about this series and I'm like, oh, Thad Castle graduated college went to the army and became an absolute <laughs> badass Okay, is, is my thinking of it. And I'm just, uh, I'm really enjoying it. The action scenes are all really well done. I think the story is super compelling. Um, it doesn't drown itself. Like how I feel with Tom Clancy's, uh, like Amazon has another series and it's like, a, it's starring Jim from the office. Uh, yeah, uh, Jack Ryan, right? Yeah. Jack Ryan. Yep. I feel like that can get really drowned down mm -hmm. in some in some lengthy talking scenes that really like destroy the action for it. But 
Alan Richardson's character is almost like this just big gigantic brute and they continue to talk about it over the entire series where he goes in to get a suit and the guy's like well I don't have enough fabric in the world for you uh, <laughs> because like he's this six foot like six foot seven three hundred pound like massive muscle and yeah. they're like but a Giants player forgot to pick up his custom suit so <laughs> like they they reel that in like it's not so much a comedy but there are some points where I was like oh I can't believe like that was funny what they did but uh, the the reason I watched it is because it's it is certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes uh, yeah. and I thought I'd give it a series because I've heard of Jack Ryan before and yeah, apparently Tom it's not played a, him. yeah and it's yep. not a Tom Clancy series which I was mm -hmm. confused with because I thought it was uh, it's apparently based on some author and another book that's not Tom Clancy. But Jack Reacher, I got to say, is a really, really good show. The action in it is awesome. I do think it's following like a fun, like little a little storyline that's similar to Jack Ryan, but not as boring as Jack Ryan can be like where Jack Ryan, you're waiting until like the the final two episodes to finally get some action where Alan Richardson's Jack Reacher is just action and brute and like, you know, brutality all across the board. So, uh, and it's really fun figuring out his character uh, okay. as well, because he's hiding stuff. The people in the other show are hiding stuff and that eventually starts to come out a bit more. And it's, it's a really fun series. I highly suggest it. It is a really fun show. I had it on my list to watch. Um, I might just watch it next. Uh, it's just weird to me that they went from, I watched the movie that Tom Cruise did for Jack Reacher and to go from Tom Cruise, who is short and skinny to someone who is tall and beefy is quite the difference. Um, yeah. But it looked interesting enough and I did see it was getting a ton of good reviews. So I'll definitely check that one out for sure. Cool. But I think I think that's it from us. That's yep. going to be it for the podcast. We talked about a lot. That's for <laughs> sure. Yep. So if you liked it, please make sure to share it with your friends or review it on your podcast listening platform of choice. If you're interested in asking us a question or getting a hold of us, uh, we are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We also have an email at highsensitivitypodcast@gmail.com, where I'm sorry if you follow the Twitter because I tweeted about five times about Demon Slayer uh, <laughs> and, and how good it is. So, but I won't go into how great it is. I'll just continue the outro here. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next time. See you later. Thank you.